Welcome to the Her Sports Story podcast, where we share in the stories of former female athletes, connect on the transition out of sport, and create a space where the always an athlete tribe can come for connection and inspiration. I'm your host, Bethany Crouch, founder of the Her Sports Story blog and podcast, and former competitive gymnast of 15 years to an athlete advocate professional. It makes my heart so happy to connect in and share these former female athlete stories. And I am so grateful and excited that you are here to join us. Her Sports Story community, so happy you are here today. Today on the podcast, we have Amanda McGrew. Amanda is a former college basketball player turned PE teacher and basketball coach and more recently, the founder and creator of the Playoff Athlete Dating App. Yep, you heard that right. There is an app now out there exclusively for athletes. So we chat all things her journey. We talk about everything she went through to get the app created and how that all looked. And then we chat about some of her goals for the Playoff Dating App. So really fun conversation a little towards the end i my audio is super quiet so my apologies but nonetheless i hope you enjoy this conversation with me and amanda amanda thanks so much for being here with the her sports story tribe today i am so happy you could join us how are you Thank you for having me. I cannot wait. Thank you so much. I feel like this is such a great opportunity for me to just share the story and connect with all these wonderful people. I know. And your story is so cool. And we had the opportunity to chat on the phone maybe a couple of weeks ago or maybe like a month ago. And yeah. Liz, yeah. we just hit it off, right? It's like it's when you're talking right, about right. Your former athletes, you just like dive in and you just have such <laughs> right? a connection. Connect, yeah. Right, which I think is so funny. Um, right. I think that theme obviously prefaces a lot with your story and everything. Absolutely. That you're it's a huge doing. part of my story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, so cool. Of course, we're going to start off with hearing your sports stories. So, Take us through your journey from, you know, maybe when you started sport all the way up into college, I guess. Okay. Um, So I am one of four kids um, and my siblings and I are all two years apart. I'm, I'm the second oldest. um, And we were all huge sports fanatics. Sports was a huge part of our family. Both of my parents played sports and it was just kind of like the thread that connected all of us. It was, um, it was just a theme in our household. Everyone kind of knew our family as the sports family. Um, so we kind of played everything growing up. It was like, whatever season it was, you were in soccer or you were in basketball or softball or, you know, whatever it was. Um, and that kind of was the, was the way of our life for the, I don't know, until I was in like middle school. Once I got to high school, um, I really stuck with basketball and softball. Um, my sister was a huge softball player. She ended up playing softball at Michigan state. Um, and she was older than me. So she was kind of like my inspiration. She was like the one I was looking up to like, Oh my God, she went big to the big 10. I have to like, I have to go bigger and better. It was like this constant competition. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So as I was going through high school playing basketball, I knew basketball was what I wanted to do, but my dad and I laughed today because he was a baseball player. So I was terrified to tell him that I wanted to quit softball. That was like, I can't have this conversation. Oh my God. Like I'm going to be disowned from the family. And we laugh about it now. He's like, I can't believe you were scared of that. And my mom kind of chuckles. She's like, I know why you were scared of that. That would have been terrifying. Um, But so eventually I stopped playing softball and it was great. And I was no problem. Um, and stuck with basketball. And I just kind of like went through the whole recruiting process. You know, you go travel ball and you play in tournaments all across the country and are just like basically begging for people to notice you. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a rat race a little bit. Um, but once I started getting some, some interest and some offers, I remember just being so disappointed that they weren't, you know, big five conference schools. And I was like, oh my God. I'm such a disappointment. You know, it was just like, I wasn't going to live up to what my sister had done. And I mean, I had a very supportive family and they were like, it's not, this is, you have a great opportunity to play, to go to school for free and play basketball. And, you know, um, so once I kind of put that in perspective, I, I was like, okay, you know what? They're right. I'll be fine. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd be lying if I didn't say I was like a little bit bummed out that I wasn't like this big time recruit, you know? So I ended up playing basketball for four years at the University of Rhode Island, which I absolutely loved. It was the greatest four years ever. Um, And it was kind of this eye-opening experience of like, oh, this is like a mid-major school, but it's like everybody here is here to play basketball. Like everybody on my team, everybody has this like, this constant thread of like, oh no, this is is our job. This is why we're at school. This is what we're supposed to be doing. And Mm I also had this reality check of like, oh, everybody here was the best on their high school team. You know, this kind of is like takes this next level of like, oh, we were all a big deal where we came from. This is like, okay, now I get it, you know. So the competition was great. It was like, and obviously then there's, you know, a million things you can say about forming the friendships have like getting to this new place where, I mean, I'm from Los Angeles, so I was 3,000 miles away from home and which is what I, I wanted to leave California, but getting out there was like, you have this initial group of friends that like, you can all, you can connect with all of them and bond over all the same struggles and triumphs that you guys kind of go through together. So that was super, super cool for me. Um, after that, I actually ended up blowing my knee out my senior year. And through this long, terrible story that is too, that is more than anybody wants to hear, I had to transfer because my coach left and a new coach was coming in and they basically had too many, too many new girls transferring in with the new coach to give me my scholarship back. So wow. I had to transfer um, to a Division II school because I couldn't sit out for two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, so I transferred to UMass Lowell, which was up um, only about an hour and a half north of uh, my school in Rhode Island. So that was kind of nice. I could still kind of hang with my friends a little bit. But it was totally foreign territory. It was like, it was, it was kind of freaky, but it was really just, just me deciding that had I not pursued playing that fifth year, I would regret it my whole life. You know, it would be one of those things that where like, I knew I had an extra year. I had graduated from Rhode Island. So it was like, I already had my degree, but I was like, if I turned like 50 years old and realized like I could have played one more year of college sports, I would have like been so sad. (laughs) It would have been horrible, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, in my world, that was why I went to college, you know, obviously I, I'm thrilled with the education and everything. But at that time, as an 18 to 22 year old, I was like, I'm here for one thing. And it was to play basketball. So if, you know, now that I'm older, of course, I would have a different mindset going into it. But I was like, I couldn't live with myself if I chose not to play another year. You know, so I did another year there. um, And I got a second bachelor's degree. um, 
the first bachelor's degree was in finance. The second one was in marketing. Um, so it's very ironic how my life after sports turned me into a PE teacher. <laughs> and here I am <laughs> using all of my education. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. There's so many points, I think, in your story that really hit on just like transition. Transition right. to 3,000 miles away from home. Right. Transition to like basketball even more now is like soul focus. Even though we have school and you are a student athlete, right. like basketball right. and being an athlete just resonates with you like so right. much. How much more sometimes than being a student and all right of course right and it's but, like I feel embarrassed to say it but it's like yeah school was not as much of a focus as it should have been yeah <laughs> now, you know I'm 32 now as a 32 year old I would love to go back and tell my former self you know class is important you know and, and listen do I need you to get a 4.0 no but I need you to I need you to be present and pay attention and you know take the information and use it and use it to your advantage for the future and Listen, at 18 to 22, that's not what I was thinking. Right. And that's just, you know, totally like par for the course, right? Like my husband and exactly. I, a former college athlete, and we talk about that all the time. We're like, why didn't we take better care of ourselves right. like, nutrition-wise? We could have been like so much better. Right, that way, right. You know, it's like the, the whole right. thing, I think. But I think, honestly, that is just a part of that time in uh, someone's life, especially a student athlete's life, the 18 to 20, right. the college right. scene. Um, yeah, your sport is, is a lot of our drivers. And I think there's absolutely the, you know, we can completely own that. But anyway, in wrapping, you know, right. not only did you have your initial collegiate experience, but then to go after that fifth year, and you know recover from an injury as well as go to a new school so all right of right i mean i i think a lot of our yeah journeys are decorated right as we can say there's so right, 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 right. challenges and right. triumphs so with that whole experience and getting your second bachelor's and then getting to a time where i'm sure you were deciding um, on what was next after your second bachelor right. and after collegiate basketball. So talk about that right. transition a little bit. That was kind of an, yeah, that was kind of an interesting time. And honestly, it's funny because with, as I tell, tell people my story, it, I kind of breeze past like, oh yeah, then I blew my knee out and it was like, then I did my fifth year. And it's kind of funny because that injury was like so influential in my, in my life, not just my mm -hmm. athletic career. It was like, this was huge. And anyone who's gone through an injury, it's like in the moment I was like, well, you know, whatever, you just kind of put your head down and keep going. And you know, what, what other, what other choice do you have? You know? But as I look back now, I'm like, wow, that really shaped like what I, like the path I was going to be on, you know, had I not gotten injured, I would have finished in four, four years and I would have had to figure it out one year earlier what I was going to do, you know, mm -hmm. so it kind of like it, it bought me time. It got me another bachelor's degree. It made me a whole new set of friends. It was just like a, it, it was such a important puzzle piece to my life that I just, it's funny that I, I totally disregard it when I talk about it with friends, but I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. that was actually pretty important, you know? Yeah. So I finished at UMass Lowell and I remember thinking to myself, what am I going to do? Like, is basketball really going to be over? And I remember all of my friends were either jumping straight into coaching 
or they were all trying to go play overseas. And I remember thinking, I remember seeing girls getting contracts overseas and I was like, there's no way I, she can get a contract and I wouldn't like, there's no mm -hmm. way I like, mm -hmm. and it became this secondary level of like a competition where it was like, well, now I got to do that. Like, I'm not going to, I know I'm not going to play in the WNBA. That was not part of my journey. And I, I was totally cool with that. But mm -hmm. I was like, wait a minute, there's girls who I know I could play with that are playing over there. And listen, no one's getting rich and no one's getting famous, but it's, right. as you know, it's all about the personal, it's like, it's all about your pride, you know? So yeah. I was like, there's no way I'm not going to try. So that was another thing where I was like, you know, if I'm 50 years old and I didn't try, I'm going to regret that for my whole life, you know? So I spent the summer back in Rhode Island with all my, uh, with all my older teammates and I was working out with them every day. And I, you kind of like, you get this, you get an agent and you have them kind of like, you know, needing and prying for like jobs for you overseas. Like who needs a shooting guard? Who needs a girl who's 5'11"? Who needs this? Mm -hmm. Who needs that? Mm -hmm. And they're like, send, send me your film everywhere. It's like, it feels like I'm 16 and doing AAU basketball again. It's <laughs> the weirdest thing ever. Um, and you're just like waiting for this phone call of like, like maybe it's him but there's like not a whole lot of communication. Um, I feel like a lot of athletes who have gone overseas have probably felt this too. Um, it's just, you feel like your life is on hold and you're trying to justify why it's on hold because no, I'm not going to go get a full-time job because mm -hmm. what if somebody calls and wants me to go play? You know, I'm not going to go get an internship or I'm not going to go, you know, use my, utilize my time probably better than I could be right now. No, I'm going to work out all day, every day. And I'm going to go, I'm going to live wherever I can. And it just, Again, one of those things we're looking back on it. I'm like, what were you doing? You're like, what was, what was the end goal here? You know? So anyways, I end up getting called and I, I get to go over and play in Germany. And I basically took over the contract of a girl who got injured. So mm -hmm. I basically just finished out the season for her. And when I came home, I was like, all right, I'm totally fine with my basketball career ending. It was like, I just needed to do that. Yeah. I could have been over there for two weeks and it would have been fine. It was like, I just needed to kind of check that box in my brain to say like, nope, you, you made it to the top of the mountain in college, you got injured and then you made it to the top of the mountain again. It was like, that's, I really wanted to say that I could come back right. and I wasn't like that injury wasn't going to be the death of me. You know, it was like, nope, I'm okay. You know, um, when I got overseas, I got to take my, my knee brace off. I was like, never going to use that thing again. You know, it became like this, this, you know, this freeing thing. I was like liberated. Um, so I did that. Um, and then I came home and I remember, you know, obviously having no job and no, not even any job prospects. There was no possible way I was going to go work in an office in finance somewhere. Um, and honestly, I knew that when I got my finance degree. So it was like, I don't know what I was doing, but I knew, I knew a job and like a cubicle and a computer was not for me. Um, so I get home and, you know, my parents were like, all right, we, you got to figure out what's going on. Um, and then a good family friend of mine who is an athletic director and a baseball coach, he sent me a text and he was like, he works at a local private seventh through 12th grade uh, upper school. And he was like, Hey, I know you're home and I know you're poor so you're gonna come coach middle school softball for us and I was like okay. you've got to be kidding and he was like I'll see you tomorrow 12 to 2 I was like oh my god okay fine and I had no choice you know you make like four thousand bucks or whatever for a few months and I was like all right fine. um and I go do it and we're like undefeated and it was like this miracle I had like 22 girls on the team I would say probably 15 of them have never seen a softball in their life <laughs> We ended up with like two broken noses, like girls, it was, it was hilarious and horrifying all at the same time, but it kind of like, 
gave me this insight into like, oh, I actually kind of like working with kids. You know, I can kind of connect with these girls. They also, at that time I was younger, I was like, I was fun. Like I was, they thought I was cool, you know? So it was definitely like a little bit of an ego boost. I was like, oh, you guys think I'm a good time. Okay. Um, and exactly. So he basically, the, uh, the athletic director basically said, listen, we don't have any full-time job openings here, but I can reach out to some other private schools, um, and see what they have. And he reached out to a guy who was another athletic director of a lower school. So it's pre-K through eighth grade. And he was like, oh, we need a female PE teacher. So my friend was like, would you be interested in teaching PE? And I was like, am I even qualified for that? And he was like, are you kidding? Yeah, absolutely. And so I was like, done, sign me up. So, oh, you know, cut to now, I'm basically almost at the end of my eighth year um, at this school teaching PE and coaching lower school basketball after school and having the best time. <laughs> Wow. What yeah. a journey, right? It's like crazy. I think that when we're the, the student athlete or the athlete and we graduate or like thinking about that and thinking about our lives after, it's right. like so different <laughs> than oh my gosh. we imagine. Right. And the opportunities that come up, you know, just put us on the path that, you know, apparently we're supposed to be on. <laughs> That's so cool. Right, right. And, I, and I'm so glad it worked out that way. But yeah, I mean, I had no idea. If you told me when I was 20, okay, you're going to get this finance degree and you're going to end up teaching PE, I would have laughed in your face. <laughs> I would have been like, why am I in these finance classes? Right. Like, I don't, yeah. don't want to do this. I feel it myself. You know, but I was convinced that like, right, right. And it was like, finance is going to be the way to be able to handle money and, and make money. And it was like, going to be like, okay, everyone's always going to need someone like that, you know? So I was like, this is going to be important one day. And I'm like, oh my God, what was I doing? But I mean, I'm thrilled I did it. It was very, yeah. very important information, but not exactly where my mind was at. So funny. But I mean, I can see at least how that degree somewhat contributed to your knowledge and your base moving forward with the playoff app that Absolutely. you created, right? Man, so I mean, I had, there, I, there is a purpose, I of guess. Of course. And I t it took me like eight years to figure it out. And I was yeah. like, is this ever going to come in handy? And I'm like, I'm like, wow, I actually have a marketing degree. Like this can be put to use. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So cool. And well, I only paid a little bit more attention. <laughs> <laughs> but you paid just enough attention for right. it to still, Absolutely. To still be there and still resonate when Absolutely. So, you know, I definitely hinted towards something here, but let's talk about playoff and right. how that journey started and how you navigated the creation yeah. of the playoff dating app for athletes. So, yeah, um, a few years ago, I remember being home in LA and uh, online dating had kind of become the way of the world a little bit. And I, and I understood that and I still hated it. I was just, it's just not really my thing. Um, I was like, you know, on Tinder and Bumble and all the other ones that were out. And I was like, all right, how am I going to make this, how am I going to make this work? I just wasn't, I was somebody who could navigate like a social setting a little bit easier than like, you know, you're behind this screen and I'm like, it just felt superficial and, mm -hmm. and not very genuine. And I'm like, I'm looking at this person's picture and deciding in an instant whether or not I could even ever hit it off with you. And I'm like, I don't like this. This is horrible. So all these like niche apps started coming out where it was like, now there's a dating app for Christians and Jewish people and black people and vegans and literally anybody you could think of. 
I mean, there's an app in some of my research. I realized there's apps for like bacon lovers and like how you love your bacon cooked. And like, I swear it's like, it's, it's insane, but it's out there. And the fact that I found it means there's probably enough people on it to make it like a reputable app. So, Mm -hmm. um, so I decided that, you know, I wasn't part of any of these groups. And I just asked myself, if you had to identify with one group of people, who would it be? And it wasn't religious and it wasn't cultural and it was, it was athletes without a doubt. I was like, these are the people who feel like my people. Um, and I said, well, I'm sure that app is out there somewhere. It's got to be. And then I kind of let it go for a few more months. And finally, I was like, well, if it's out there, I want to be on it. So let me go find it and let me go get on it. So I did some research and I'll never forget. This was spring break two years ago. Um, and I had some time and I remember just sitting at my computer and like digging as deep as I could into this. And there's, I don't know, there's a few, like a, probably a dozen apps, dating apps for people who like working out, like a fitness loving kind of thing where it's like mm-hmm. CrossFitters or weightlifters or people who just enjoy the gym or whatever. Um, but nothing that actually verifies your level of athletic competition. And I was like, wouldn't that be cool if like you knew everybody on this platform was a college athlete or beyond? And I'm any, whether it's junior college or whatever, in my mind, I was like, there's something to be said about somebody who plays some kind of sport beyond the high school level. There's takes some, you know, it just takes some level of commitment to go beyond. And I'm not saying high school sports is easy. It just is there for you. It's, it's a little more convenient and it's a little, you know, it's a little easier to get into college athletics. Like you really have to go above and beyond whatever you thought of yourself and kind of reach this new, this secondary level. Um, and I was like, wouldn't that be so cool? And I remember thinking for like an hour, like, could you really do that? Like, is that even possible? How does that even work? And I said, okay, you know what? You're going to get on LinkedIn and you're going to type in freelance app developer. And, and I literally sent a message, like the same, you know, generic message to probably like 15 to 20 people. And I'm horrified to say this. I literally sent it to sent messages to any developer that had a picture that looked half normal. I was like, oh, they look like I could, t- I could talk to them. They look nice. Like they look like they look like I could get on the phone with them. And if they didn't have a picture, it's like, I was too nervous. I was like, nope, I don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, as if the picture let me know who you were. <laughs> um, and I, so I sent these messages and these people wrote back. And I, basically what I said was, if I had an idea to create a dating app for a certain type of person who had to verify that they went through a certain thing and they could easily verify it online, could you make that for me? And everybody wrote back and was like, yeah, uh, like that's pretty easy. I didn't really realize that. I guess coding is a lot of like recreating what's already out there. And like, mm-hmm. no one's kind of, re- no one's kind of recreating the wheel. They're all like, you know, using things that have already been used. And I was basically like, yeah, it's just like a Tinder for a certain group of people. And they were like, yeah, sure. So I got all these quotes. Um, and geez, the quotes were anywhere from like $15,000 to like a hundred thousand dollars. And I was like, okay, well you're out. Cause I'm not, I'm not giving you a hundred. I don't have a hundred thousand dollars to give you. Um, <laughs> And luckily I had a girl who I used to coach in high school. I was her high school coach. Um, her dad is a software engineer. So he kind of like locked on with me and became like my mentor. And he was like, listen, send me the resumes of everyone you're talking to. And I, and then I'll send you this list of like 20 questions that they have to answer to like verify that they can do what you want them to do. And he was like, once I get all their questions back and I look at their resume, I'll send you back a list of like five of them who can do what you need them to do. And he was like, once you get that list, you can decide based on their quote or based on, you know, how nice they are or whatever you want, whatever your criteria is, you can decide who you want to go with. So I was like, oh my God, that to me was invaluable because I was like, Mm -hmm. I would have, at that point I would have been stuck. Like, I don't know 
what JavaScript is. I don't know anything about anything in coding, you know? So it was like, oh boy, like I was, I was totally stuck. So that was like a lifesaver. Um, I landed on a guy who was great and he specialized in rapid app development. So it was on the cheaper end, which was great. Um, and he got it out and finished it in three months, um, which was apparently a, mir a miracle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we started in July of 2017 and he was done by October. And then um, the app store is like my, my arch nemesis. So they, so <laughs> Yeah. They found December. I didn't realize I was going to hate them so much, but um, they're just, I mean, obviously as you should be, they're just super picky about the way things are. And like, they let you test it in a heartbeat. So I'm like, Oh, they're going to approve all the testing. This is great. And then once the real one, you want to approve that one, it takes months and months and months to approve. Mm. Um, so we finally got approved and we launched in December of 2017. So we have been uh, live for probably oh, almost a year and a half, almost a year and a half. Um, I think in May will be a year and a half. Uh, and, um, so it's been great. And you know, this, this original developer that I had was with me for the first six months. So he kind of did like maintenance and app fixes and bug fixes and th things like that. And then once he was gone in June of 2018, I had to find somebody else. And I was like, Oh my God, the back to the drawing board. I still don't know what I'm going to do. So this, this guy, James, who, who was my mentor, he and his partner who owned this company sat me down for lunch one day and they were like, listen, like we kind of watched you these first like six or seven months. And we kind of watched this whole first year of your, from the idea phase to like getting it done. And he was like, to be honest, like a lot of people have ideas in this world and not a lot of people get them done. Mm -hmm. And he was like, once we saw that, like you were like putting your head down and like, you were going to get this done no matter what he was like, we want to sign on as like your CTOs and we want to help you. And wow. I was like, I almost started crying. I was like, wait, yeah. wait, really? I was like, I don't think you understand what this means. And it's like, I mean, this guy's like another dad, like a dad to me. You know, it's like, I know that whatever you tell me to do, I trust it. Whatever yeah. the price you give me, I trust it. Like, it just felt like there's no way I'm going to get the wool pulled over my eyes, you know? And this is an industry where I know nothing. So if you told me this costs 200 bucks an hour, I'll pay it. If you tell me this costs five bucks an hour, I'll pay it. Because I just wouldn't know otherwise. Yes. So it just, you know, and I know that industry is, is a very strong industry right now. So it's like, whatever the demand is, they demand, you know, it's like whatever, you know, it's like the market value is, is what it is. So I just knew I couldn't really complain. So having somebody like that, that I trusted so much was like, just like the most valuable piece ever, you know? So he's been on with me, which is the most exciting thing ever. And we are in the process right now of finishing up this um, next major version where there's just a ton of fixes and we get actually are moving on to a different platform, mm. um, which will make it more scalable. And, you know, it's like, you know, if, if somebody like LeBron James posted about it tomorrow and we got a, this huge influx of users, the platform that we would be on, will be able to handle that. Um, you awesome. know, what we're on right now can handle it, but it's, um, we know that there is, we should be on another platform moving forward um, as we keep growing. So Honestly, the fact that it's growing at all makes me, you know, I'm like, I'm like through the roof. It's like the most exciting thing ever. So yeah, so that's kind of where it happened. Um, I didn't really touch on how it started. How it started, like I said, was my miserable dating experience. And, <laughs> and, and one, it's funny because on all these dating apps, I would, I would be swiping through people. And if you had any sort of action shot, I don't care if it was like you were a swimmer or a gymnast or a football player or a baseball player. I was like, I immediately clicked on you and wanted to know. Yeah more about you. I didn't care what you looked like. I didn't care how it, like, it was like, I was automatically intrigued. And I was like, I just want to know where you played. And well, that's interesting. Wow. He was a soccer player at whatever school. It's like that to me just felt interesting. 
to the point where I would give you a second glance and like want to know more about you. And I was like, that has to be valuable for somebody, you know, like that. And I can't be the only one doing that, you know? So it turns out I'm not the only one doing that, which is pretty cool. <laughs> no, you totally saw like the need and, you know, we have the concept sometimes create what you wish existed. And right. this Absolutely. totally did. Man, it's like, it was, it was made for me by me. It was like, it was like, <laughs> it I gotta, so I gotta do cool. it. It's so funny because cool. the first thing, the first thing people ask is, oh, look, are you, are you using the app? And do you, and I'm like, yes, I am like, I feel like, and also I'm the one who verifies everybody right now. We have like a small team, but it's like, mm -hmm. I'm the one doing a lot of that work. So it's like, I'm seeing people on there before they even get verified, before they even get to be on. And they're like, oh, you're like the, the first, like the first, you know, thing right. they have to reach to like, keeper. exactly. I'm like, there we go. I'm letting these people in. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, Talk to us then a little bit uh, about the app and, you know, kind of about, we mentioned that like screening process. What does that mean and entail? And then right. once someone gets on the app, how would you say it's structured for, you know, right. connecting? Right. So there is a verification process where right when you sign up for it or right when you download it, you're taken to a page where you have to verify your athletic uh, career. So basically, for anybody under the age of say, like, I think it's like 38 to 40, which, you know, coincidentally, luckily for me is kind of the sweet spot of like the maximum, uh, it's not the, it's where most of the outliers that use online dating are above that age. Mm -hmm. um, so anybody under that age who could potentially be use, using online dating, um, would be able to have something on the internet that proves their collegiate athletic experience. So you could send an article or a roster page or a stat sheet or, you know, whatever it is, it's something with your name on it. Best case scenario for the younger kids, it's something with your picture. Um, you know, most people have, like if I type in Amanda McGrew, Rhode Island, there's like the little go Rhode Island page where it shows my face and where I'm from and whatever. Um, those like those kind of roster sheets are the best, but anything really, I, I've had older people sign up. One guy signed up and he's like in his fifties and he's in like the, a baseball hall of fame at whatever his school is. So he's got easily something to find about himself. And I'm like, Oh, perfect. You know? So it, it hasn't really been an issue. I know there are some people who are like, Oh, I, I don't have anything on the internet. And they've sent things to us separately where it's like, here's my information. And I'm like, great. Like, and, and then the second thing I send is we call it a biopic, but it's basically just a picture of yourself holding up a piece of paper with the word playoff written on it. And the reason for that is because if you really think about it, anybody could create a profile for, you know, Tim Tebow or some, you know, right. famously single athlete or, you know, whatever, um, and just kind of create a fake profile that way. So although I was a little bit worried that athletes would not, that, that would just be another hurdle for athletes to jump through. It's like, oh, that's super annoying. Now I got to take this selfie of myself and whatever. I realized that most, most athletes on there agree that it's, it's nice to know that people on there are who they say they are, yeah. you know, that it's like, I'd rather send this stupid picture of myself that no one else is going to see that proves that I am who I say I am. And it proves that I did play, you know, baseball at, you know, Georgia tech or wherever. It's like, this is, this is really me as opposed to getting on and seeing this person who says they played basketball at Duke. And you're like, uh, did you though? Like, I don't really know if that's true. You yeah. know? So it's, a, and it's one of those things where if I, if you're, if you get on there and you start swiping through people, and say you come to my profile and it says, okay, Amanda, 32 years old, uh, basketball player at Rhode Island. And it says all these things about me. It's like, even though my last name isn't on my profile right there, 
any of you can find me on the internet because it has enough information that's like you could type in, okay, she's 32. That means she was at Rhode Island at this, in this year. You could easily find me. Yeah. So it's, it's not like a Tinder where you don't have to be who you say you are. You know, nobody cares, you know, if you're really that person. This is more like, you know, 90% of these people can be, can be researched in, in five minutes. You know, it's super easy. So I think athletes like the fact that there, is, there are these hurdles because it's like, there's also this other piece where it's like, they get to be part of this club. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like, great. That, that to me was, I think, the scariest part for me because I, turning people away felt really bad. You know, I felt like I don't really want to do that. Like, that's not very nice. But I think the exclusivity piece to it is what sells it. It's like athletes, there's athletes who've, who've gotten on, who've been like, I'm not even a dating app person, but the fact that this is a dating app for someone like me means I want to go look at it. Right. You know, like, I want to go see what it's about. I want to go. I'm just, I'm just curious now. And I think it's interesting. So basically once you get on, um, you get verified and it pretty much looks like any other dating app. It's like, um, you have a profile page where you, you put all your information in, you have like a bio, um, where you can, you know, type whatever you want about yourself. And then I also put in these, these athlete questions where, the athlete questions came because I hate filling out bios. <laughs> and, and if someone's like, Amanda, tell us about yourself. Go. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh my God, I don't know. Like, I like the beach. I, what do you want me to say? Yes, so it's like, super, <laughs> right, right. Like super <laughs> awkward. So I'm horrible at that. So I decided to put in these questions um, that kind of revolve around athletics to kind of give someone some who you are and what you've been through without you having to like, write these paragraphs about yourself. So one of the, I think the questions are, one of them is like, what's your worst athletic injury? Um, what is your most embarrassing athletic moment? Um, what is the best live sporting event you've ever been to in person? And are you still involved in athletics? And if so, how? So I just feel like if you read the answers to those questions, you could really get a gauge of like, oh, okay, like this is kind of cool. Or like the, the other thing I really wanted in there was the embarrassing story mm-hmm. because athletes have e- have egos, all of them. Oh, yeah. And I was like, we need to kind of bring everybody back down to this like level playing field of like, listen, we're all on a dating app right now. <laughs> like everybody is like, you know, you got to like be a, re- a regular person, you know? So I, I put one up on mine and it was like, my embarrassing moment was like, we were playing against UConn. And I remember running back on defense to try to guard Maya Moore, who's a superstar. And I told myself, okay, I'm going to foul her and not let her make this layup. And she basically like went up for the layup and had like my entire body weight on top of her and went like up and under reverse layup for the foul and won. And I was like, oh my God, like I am not worthy of even like being on the same court as this person. And to me, it's like, it just makes me relatable. You know, like everybody's had a moment like that. Like I didn't need, I could have easily asked a question. that's like, what's your greatest accomplishment? And it's like, everybody can be like, oh, I got a state championship or I got a big 10 championship or I got this. It's like, okay, great. We, we can compare that kind of stuff later. That's like, mm-hmm. I feel like I wanted people to be real people, you know? Um, so basically you fill out your bio, um, you set your parameters, you can do like distance up to 150 miles, um, gender, um, your gender than what you're looking for. You can look for men, women, or both. Um, um, and then you kind of hop on and you start seeing people closest to you first. And then, you know, there's an algorithm that matches people based on, you know, sports. And then, you know, what, if you've written anything in your bio, it can connect, kind of connect people that way, show, uh, filter and show you people, um, that have similar interests and things like that. Um, and then, yeah, you're just kind of, one of the other things people like is that when you swipe right, you're playing somebody. And then when you swipe left, you're benching them. 
And I was like, okay, that's kind of like a, yeah. a kind of a funny play on sports. But like, I was like, I wanted to make sure there weren't, weren't too many like tacky pieces to it. But I was like, I think that's kind of funny. Um, so yeah, but it's, it, I mean, honestly, I don't know if you've been on dating apps, you're obviously married, which is wonderful, but, and you're lucky enough not to need it, but it plays just like a functions, just like a regular dating app. You know, you're swiping yes for you, swiping right for yes, left for no. Once you match with somebody only then can you have a conversation? Um, so you, you both say yes. And then it kind of leads you to this, to this chat, um, page where you can start a chat with them. And yeah, I mean the, the I, like the success has been great. I mean, hearing, seeing athletes connect, seeing them match with each other and like seeing all the messages that are happening. It's like, all, all, I, I can go on my dashboard and see like how many messages were sent that day. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is great. You know, it's like, I don't know if they're falling in love, but they're sending messages. So that's great. You know, they obviously have enough things to say to each other that, you know, and then eventually the goal would be that they would exchange phone numbers or, you know, continue communication another way. So it doesn't necessarily mean you need to be on the app for a year. You know, it's like, if you luck out and find somebody that's best case scenario, you know? So cool. Yeah. And I am, you know, very thankful. I, I dated or started dating my husband. Gosh, what was that? That was like 11 years ago now. Oh my gosh. Freshman year. Ah. Athlete orientation. Of course. (laughs) It was totally that story. Right. But, you know, That's so cool though. There wasn't I mean, you guys are honestly the example of why this exists. Exactly. And right. just another level of technology. And yeah, when my, cause I of course have a lot of friends that use various apps. I'm like, I have no idea how right. that or like what, you know, because I yeah. exist back. Oh gosh. Yeah. 11, 12 years ago. They yeah. weren't exactly around just yet. But Definitely. I agree with you in that matching or you know starting a relationship with an athlete it's just like there's a immediate connection there whether that stems into something right. or not as far right. as you both understand the grind you had to go through you're driven you're competitive you're just so understanding of like right the right process of getting to that level right that crosses over so much with just life Absolutely. Absolutely. And I remember having this conversation with, I was talking to my sister about it a long time ago before when it was just an idea and before I'd actually started anything. And I was kind of like, you know, athletes are this, they're, they have great time management and they're leaders and they're this and they're that. And my sister was like, yeah, but you're just throwing out all these like resume buzzwords. And I was like, yeah, but I didn't make it up. Like, it's true. Like there's a reason these like CEOs of like fortune 500 companies say they want to hire former athletes. Like, it's like, I'm not making this part up. And now the one thing, the one message I really wanted to convey is that like, listen, do I think every athlete has every one of those intangible qualities? Absolutely not. And do I think every non-athlete doesn't have them? Absolutely not. You know, of course they have them too. It's like, and, and so it's, it's, it was really just to connect these like-minded people who have this major shared life experience that is like, oh, I'm just going to make a platform that will bring you guys together. Now, do I think every person on there is going to find the love of their life? I mean, I would hope so, but I don't know, you know, like, and does that mean I'm going to end up with a former athlete? I don't know that either. You know, it's just, so it's not like, I I don't want it to be so black and white. You know, it's like, I don't want to make it seem like, oh, we're athletes and we think we should date each other because we're better than everybody. No, 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 no. I just think there is a huge connection piece. Like if you can form a relationship with that kind of foundation, I think like it's got to be destined to have a better chance to work out, you know, or have some, you know, or you're, at least you're putting it in a good position to work out, you know? I agree. And I think it's, it comes down to those, those values. 
most definitely for that. For right. Me. Absolutely. To develop any right. relationship, really. So, Absolutely. So, yeah. I just, I think it's so cool. And when I came, I think, I can't remember who came across who, but I shared yeah. playoff with some of my near and dear friends and they're all former athletes. I mean, right, right. Leave it or leave it, leave it. <laughs> right. I have a lot of former athlete friends, but the text strand that went on was so <laughs> great. And I think I sent it to you and they're like, oh, right. <laughs> it was right, right. They're like, thank God somebody made this. Right. <laughs> right. Time that, you know, like I posted on her sports story. Right. Back, like no way or where was this when I, I love that I love that so much college or right 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 so right I am like so proud that you saw what you needed in right because that means thank you other people will benefit from it so right right and I, I mean I, honestly like I think I think uh I think hearing the feedback from athletes whether they be former athletes like you and your friends or current athletes who I find, you know, on Instagram or wherever, hearing somebody respond in a way that is, you know, like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad this is, is, was created or, oh my gosh, this is a no brainer. This is so cool. Any athlete who, ha who shares anything positive about the app is like through all the times that I've found that are the most challenging for me to keep going. It's like, this is why I keep going. Like you guys get it. You guys agree that like, this is, this should be out there and you guys are thrilled that it is out there. So if I can just get it into the hands of more people, I promise it'll be more beneficial for everybody. Everybody will have someone to swipe through. You know, right now it's kind of like, you know, people sign, I remember I had some girls sign up from university of North Dakota, or I think they're in like Fargo. I'm like, dude, you guys, I love you for signing up, but I really just don't know if you have anyone near you yet. Like, I promise I'm trying. I promise you I'm trying, but it might be a little, it might be a little while, but like, thank you. I mean, I have this group of thousands of people who have kind of become these early adopters mm -hmm. who are willing to sign up for it, who are willing to kind of, you know, sit through this, this phase of like, all right, I don't have a ton of people near me, but I can still swipe through people who are farther away. And I've also realized that if I show you someone who's 2000 miles away and you connect with them, you can probably still start a really cool conversation and maybe that doesn't end in you guys having a long distance relationship, but maybe you, I mean, I've had people tell me like, man, I matched with this guy and we realized that like we had the same, uh, trainer, athletic trainer, because my, my, my trainer transferred to his school, like, or, you know, just like the most random connections ever. And you realize the athletic community is much smaller than we all think it is. You know, it's just so interconnected, which is just really cool for me to see and definitely keeps me going. <laughs> Well, and it's just that little bit of like the boost of validation. And I absolutely so it is so meaningful when you're creating something or creating a platform and you have those people that are like, yes, this worked or thank you or, you know, anything positive. It's so true to like just say right. all of those. And when you're going through like, oh, what am I doing? This is such a right. right? Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, how much longer can I do this? Like, am I, am I even getting anywhere? Am I even reaching anybody? And like reading those comments and those responses, I'm like, you know what? I am. Don't worry. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. So that's so nice to hear. Love it. Well, as far as <clears throat> this grows and your, your app grows, what is, what are some big dreams that you have around playoff? Yeah. Um, I've been saying this more and more to friends and family and coworkers at my, at my actual job um, who kind of know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. 
I would, and I feel like the more I say it, the more it's kind of like, I'm putting this into the world and I'm putting this into the universe and like the universe is going to provide, <laughs> I'm going to find it, you know, I'm going to find a way to make this happen. Um, one of my biggest goals right now is to get playoff to the Olympic village in Tokyo in 2020. Um, I remember reading all the articles about Tinder at the Olympic village in, um, what was it? 2016. Um, and just that it was, and it was, they were kind of articles that were, you know, being, they were joking and they were talking about like how much sex was happening and how it's like, Oh my gosh, Tinder's everywhere and whatever. And I just thought to myself, if that was playoff, like, I don't think it would necessarily need to be this like Tinder hookup app. I don't think, I mean, yes, of course, I'm sure they want to be having sex in the Olympic village and that's great. But like, I feel like if you were on an app like playoff where everybody was this, you know, verified athlete, you could potentially make an actual connection with somebody and, and it could be a little bit deeper than like, Hey, you know, we're, we're all here for two weeks. You know, what do you, what do you want to do? But I think it would be so cool to have that there. And then obviously the, you know, the byproduct of that would be all these athletes at the Olympics taking this back to their country and having it kind of become a worldwide thing. Um, that would be my major goal. Um, I have, I also, I kind of like, brainstorm ideas but like at the very beginning I thought oh this would be so cool to make this like an athlete platform where it wouldn't even necessarily need to be just a dating app it could be you know this website or like social media platform where it could basically become the LinkedIn and Tinder and Facebook and Instagram for athletes where you'd have this platform where everybody can get on and if I was a basketball coach in Santa Barbara I could you know post something and say hey I'm having a camp this week is anybody around and you kind of know that everybody on there is a reasonable person to you know a reasonable candidate to come help you at your camp because everybody on there is a verified athlete so you know you could have basketball players reach out to you and say oh yeah I'm around like can I do it and it just in my mind, I thought this would be such a cool way to, to connect athletes and you know give them job opportunities and all these things but I also, I kind of toy with that idea because I'm like, I don't know if nobody wants to have one more login. Like nobody wants to like be on one more platform where it's like everyone's already signing into like their Twitter and their Instagram and their Facebook and their LinkedIn every day. It's like, I don't need to do one more thing, but that was definitely on my radar about a year ago. I was like, that'd be really cool. And it's kind of like been on the back burner a little bit where I'm like, I don't, I don't think that's where my focus is, Mm -hmm. but I do think that would be kind of a cool thing in the future. Um, I also think technology is moving so quickly that it's like, I don't even know if I am forward thinking enough to be able to like foresee how the tech world is going to go. You know what I mean? It's like, I, like, I assume Instagram is going to continue to be around for a while, but I'm sure people thought that about Snapchat. And I feel like Snapchat is like, not what it used to be. Right. You know, I think it's still famous, but it's, it's definitely not as powerful as it used to be. So you know, I'm one of the, um, right now to log into playoff, you have to use a Facebook, uh, account to log in. And I realized very quickly that a lot of the current athletes don't have Facebook. So I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. It's like, it was just a way for us to kind of, it was like one more barrier to entry where it's like, you have to prove that you are who you say you are, which I thought was very valuable, but I think it's totally reasonable that an 18 year old wouldn't have Facebook, you know? So I was like, yeah, we got to change that. We got to change that right away. Like, and, and we can deal with the verification process our own way, but I'm definitely not going to make people have a Facebook profile to get on here. You know, like that's, it's just, things are just changing so quickly that it's, I couldn't even foresee the way it would go in the future. But I, I have locked on to this like Tokyo 2020 idea where I'm like, this is going to be it. Like, this is going to do it for me, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I totally envision it for you. And It'd be so cool. 
It would be really cool. I know. I'm like, do I need to be in Tokyo? Do I need to like buy a, buy a billboard? I don't know what I need to do, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. But I think what's so cool, and I think about the same thing all the time. Like when we had that, I guess, Instagram kind of crash day. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't super aware. I just thought my internet wasn't working. I was like, oh, my speed's not refreshing. Yeah, okay. But right. think of either what's next or at least my philosophy right now is connecting with as many people as I can that align with the vision. So like connecting with you, right. starting to build these interpersonal, you know, relationships. And I think that's what you're right. doing. So yeah, initially right. it is a social media-esque tech platform, but it's right. to evolve hopefully and move off said platform so that they can start building. Right. Exactly. And the goal would be that you guys are communicating not through this app messaging system, you know, for very long, you know, and you know, just like an online dating, a lot of people are like, okay, once I meet you and we message a few times, I want to meet you in person right away. Other people are like, I'd rather message you for a couple of weeks and kind of get a feel for you. Either way, I don't think anybody wants to be on their messaging for six months. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, if I hit it off with somebody, I also, if I even think you are remotely normal and I want to message with you more, I think I'm more willing to give you my phone number. If I know, if I, if I have some sort of confirmation or belief that you are who you say you are. You know, I think on Tinder, giving somebody my phone number, I might be a little more hesitant. If I was on, you know, this playoff dating app and I found, some, you know, you found Amanda and you looked her up and you're like, okay, that is what she looks like. Okay, that is, I'm looking at her bio right now online. That is her. And, you know, she did play the year she said she played and she did do, oh yeah, it does say she tore her ACL or like, it, you're, it's kind of like your story just checks out a little bit more, you know? So it's like, yeah, I can give her my number. I'm sure she's normal. You know, it's like, it just would be a little bit easier to justify kind of moving on, you know, and getting off the app to really talk to somebody, you know. Agreed. And I think that it's so, I think that it's extremely valuable to right. the layers that you do to have, you know, their, the verification or right. somewhat proof that they are right. what they say they are because that gives your app validity and your lets your user right. feel comfortable in trusting it. So I think it's, right. it's a perfect kind of method to do so. Right. Of course, the end goal to connect offline and whether that is just texting or, you know, developing a relationship or whatnot. But I think with this whole technology piece, I think it is going to be just like this catalyst for hopefully interpersonal relationships right right that you know who knows what technology uh explosion is gonna happen next but also the absolutely side of that what does it look like when everyone gets so tapped and overwhelmed and just like done right like i can't even do any more i can't yeah don't expect any more from me i can't yeah i mean i feel like i get that way with instagram oh, you know and it's like there's times where i'm like Oh, I don't even want to go check. You know, I don't even, I don't even want, like, it's like all, I, and it's funny because the one thing I will always do is I always want to go into my DMs. Like if someone's writing to me, I want to talk to you. Like I want to talk and, and I want to respond to you and I want to reach out and whatever, but it's like, I don't want to post. I don't want to like see how many likes I have. It's just like, it gets to be so exhausting or like, or, you know, if I'm at a sporting event or whatever, I'm just watching a game or I'm, or I'm talking to people and somebody, a friend of mine would be like, Oh, you should, you should put this on your, on your playoff story. I'm like, Oh, 
crap. Like I, I don't even think about it. Like it's like, it's not even on my radar where I'm like, Oh, I missed a good picture. Or I missed this. Or I, it's like, I don't want to get that way. You know, I know that is a little bit of the way of the world considering like I just started this small business and this startup where it's like, that is what you have to do. Yeah. Um, I just want it to feel organic. You know, I want it to be enjoyable. I want it to be what I want to do. I'm also kind of an anomaly because I don't even enjoy posting on my personal, on my personal Instagram page. So it's like, I'm just not good at it. And I'm, you know, it's just, most people are much better at it than I am. Um, so that ironically, it's funny. Most people are like, well, at least do social media by yourself for free for like at least the first few years. I'm like, that's the first thing I want to pay for. Like, <laughs> I don't, I want someone else to do it right away because I'm just not good at it. You know, it's like, I want to interact with people, but I don't want to do the other stuff, you know? I totally but, agree though. And I think it's so, it's honestly refreshing in my mind. Like, yeah, because I have very similar views as you right. and my, again, my why for going on that platform is connection. Yes. A hundred percent. Former, you know, female athletes out there understand this. Right. And what's so nice is that, you know, even through all of that, at least with playoffs, you know, when you're logging in that you're getting real people right. for the purpose of connection and right. you know, developing relationships. So I think that even absolutely. And even if it's just kind of a networking thing, you know, I've realized that even if it's just on this basis of like, Oh wow. Like you work in this field too. That's so interesting. Like, and we happen to know the same people and we happen to do, and now we connect on LinkedIn and it just kind of, it, it, it trickles down however it's supposed to, you know what I mean? Whether you and I are meant to be in this like lifelong committed relationship, maybe. And if we're just meant to be friends, maybe, or if it phases out, maybe, you know, it just is, it's so interesting to me to like the human connection and like the human interaction I find to be so interesting. I think about conversations I've had last year, right when playoff launched with people who I thought were going to be so influential in like the growth of playoff. And I hadn't talked to them since then. You know what I mean? And then I, and not that they were in, not that they were not valuable. It was a great conversation, but I, I was convinced that, you know, it's like, you kind of think, you know, the, the path it's going to go. And I was like, wow, this person's going to be with me the whole, every step of the way. And I can, I can tell, I really want them around and you know, whatever. And they just provide so much. And as the, as the journey has continued, it's like, it's not that anyone did anything wrong. It's just like, no, the journey just takes on the life of its own. And it like, it like instructs you kind of who to connect with. Like, it was like, I felt like drawn to your page and I was like, oh no, this is important to me. Like, you know, and, and, you know, we both have, I, I feel like I have these certain people in my mind from Instagram who I'm like, yep, I connected with, I connected with Matt because of Bethany. I connected with all these different people where I'm like, this is the path that I feel like I'm supposed to be on yep. with like this human connection of people who feel the same way, who are navigating life after sports the same way. And like, trying to put their stamp on it the best way they know how, you know? Mm -hmm. oh, totally. And I think that sums it up absolutely like just perfect. Yeah. Uh, you know, through the, the midst of everything we're doing in our lives and me and you holding right. jobs. <laughs> right, right, right. Like this is not it. Yeah. Right. You know, while we're building these communities is just, it's a part of the journey and the purpose behind it is to connect. And again, I'm so happy we connected. Me too. I know. Here to share your story and to share playoff app. Yeah. Like I know it's going to be big and I know. Oh, thank you. Just hearing you say that makes me smile. <laughs> 
Well, you just, I think you come across things and like I think I mentioned on the phone with you, when I chat with or connect with former female athletes who are doing just, just incredible things, right. I literally sit there during the phone call and I'm like envisioning your future for you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I love that though. So great for you. Like, oh, it's so fun. But That makes me so happy. I have had a blast chatting with you. And before we kind of dive into one of our final questions here, please let Mm -hmm. our listeners know where they can find you. And of course, where they can download the playoff app. Yes, you can play out. You can download the playoff dating app in the uh, app store or on uh, Google play if you have an Android. Um, and we are on Instagram and our uh, name is at playoff dating app. We are on Twitter and the, inst- or the Twitter name is just at playoff dating. Um, and if anyone wants to connect directly to me, obviously you can DM me on Instagram, but our, uh, my email is marketing at playoff dating app.com. And my name is Amanda. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So final question. This stems from a vision of mine where I foresee this type of event happening with former athletes when they are stepping away from their sport and they need just like an event or a weekend to, to get their right. under them for their right. next chapter. And I envision that with people like you, other former athletes that I met that are just, that want to help mm-hmm. the population. So at said event in the future, yep. if you were, you know, talking to a group anywhere from like 50 to a hundred of them and they were all just like, what do I do now? Like, what are we doing? What are we <laughs> yeah. Doing? What do I like? So any advice that you would share with them? Uh, I would have to say I have two little pieces. One would be, don't be afraid to know what you don't know. Don't be afraid to be aware of the things that you don't know. You know, me entering this kind of playoff dating app, like, you know, someone was like, oh, you're a tech entrepreneur. I'm like, what the hell am I really? <laughs> like, oh my, it just was kind of like a news flash to me. It was like, yeah, I guess you are. But it's like, it's such a foreign, it's such foreign territory to me that I, and I think one of my biggest assets is that I, I'm very well aware of what I do not know, you know, and I'm not afraid to say it. And I'm, I feel like a lot of people I've come across have definitely had this mindset of like, oh, don't worry, I'm good, I got this. Like, I'm, I'm totally fine, I don't need, and I'm like, no, 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 I want all the help. And if you have any criticism, advice, knowledge, whatever, suggestion, I want all of it. And so definitely being aware of what I don't know and not being afraid to share that is one thing. And I think that plays into my next thing of like, don't be afraid to create a team, like be part of a team again, you know, like that is what we all know. That is what we all know and love. And every person on a team serves a purpose. Everybody has a role. Everybody has their strengths and weaknesses. And that is what makes up the team. Whether that be your family, maybe that's your team. Maybe your friends are your team. Maybe for me, it's like reaching out to these people like this mentor I had, James, who's now my developer. It's like, ask questions, use somebody else's strengths and connect them with yours. Like I didn't have a strength in coding and I had to find somebody who did. And you know, I had to find somebody who had a strength in social media because I don't have that. It's like, I, I, I'm aware of what I don't know and I'm bringing together the people who I want to be around to be part of my team, you know? And, and like I said, that could easily be a church group or that could be, I mean, who knows, whatever, your coworkers at, your, at the first job you get, whatever it is, don't be afraid to know what you bring to the table and 
associate yourselves with people who bring other things to the table. You know, I just think the team, the team mindset for people like you and I is never going to get, it's never going to grow old. You know, it's like, I'm going to need that forever. And hopefully one day, like my small family is my team or, you know, whatever it is, like you just connect with people and you, and you form these relationships that I think you, you can compliment one another so well, you know, and nobody gets that far in their athletic career without being able to work well with others. <laughs> like that is one thing that's like, Nope, you guys have all proven that you can work well with others. And whether you won a championship or not, like, listen, my basketball teams were not that good, but we all had a badass time. Like we were, we were loving life and it was great. And you couldn't tell us we weren't good. You know what I mean? So it's like, we all knew like the team camaraderie thing to me is huge and will get you through so many difficult times. Mm. Such good advice. And to uh, own up to the things you don't know. And right, man. Like that's been huge. That's been huge. Especially after sport, you know, I think sport provided our, a lot of our confidence. And right, right. And I think, I think for, yeah. for being a woman who's trying to kind of navigate this tech world where I don't really know a lot, it's funny because all the, most of the people I have conversations with about the tech world are men. And most of them are very complimentary of the fact that I, that I, if someone asks me something, I say, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know what that means. And that can be embarrassing to say that. But it's like, no, I told you at the beginning of this phone call that I teach PE. So if you're shocked that I don't know what a certain, you know, what your vocab means, like, yeah, no, I'm throwing dodgeballs with kids all day. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And, you know, most of them will kind of compliment me on that and say, actually, that's a really good asset. And they'll say, a lot of the men we talk to who are just kind of starting, will all kind of like, they think it's better to like pull the rug over people's eyes and, and let them, let them think that I know everything. And until, and basically kind of, you know, fake it till you make it kind of thing. And on some level, I'm sure that's very valuable, but I also know that because I need the people I'm talking to so badly, it's like, no, I want you to know where I'm at. Like, I want you to know the real level of where I'm at, you know, and I want you to know what I need and why I need it and, you know, why it's important to me. But you know, I'm definitely the one thing I, I will say, the one thing I'm the most confident in is, is the, the purpose for the app and knowing that like, if I got into a boardroom and I was looking for investor money for millions of dollars and I walked into this boardroom of, you know, 10 or 15 old rich white men, I would have no problem selling this app to you because I know why it exists and you guys don't need to know why, why it exists. You know, like I, yeah. I am the target demographic. I know why it's going to do well. And it's, and I know why it should be out there. So I, that's the one thing that I have the most confident confidence in, in terms of speaking about it, that I know that most of the people I'm going to have to talk to might be like, so why is this important again? And I'll be like, Oh, let me tell you, I got no problem talking about that. You know, if you want to talk to me about the financial part of it and the, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to sit down and do my research and I'll figure it out. But if you want to talk to me about, about me about why it exists, Oh, I could talk about that all day, right. you know? Cause it's you. Yeah. And it's me. Exactly. For, and again, that's like why her sports stories platform is here because when I left sport, I wanted a community again. Yeah. Team again, back to what you said. Right. So I'm so happy. Absolutely. On these journeys. I know at the same time too, at the same time, I'm so happy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you, of course, are a part of this tribe. And thank you so much for being here today and sharing of course. you and playoffs. 
Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I cannot tell you how excited I am to be on the call.